1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another big weekend across Scottish football. Rangers stay nine points behind after an improved second half, sees them beat Dundee United 2-0. Celtic had stretched their lead for a day after seeing off Kilmarnock and there were big wins for the likes of Aberdeen and Hibs as Motherwell's woes continue. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Gordon DL. And Hugh Evans Do the weekend by the numbers The top two now back to being nine points apart The bottom four separated by four points I looked at Motherwell yesterday You two will both be sharing my caravan in Anstruther <laughs> When the mighty well go to play Wraith Rovers In the championship next season Unless they're careful One win in 12 Alarm bells are ringing at Fir Park And what a big game it is next weekend Motherwell versus Ross County I've got a must win on a Monday night Yeah exactly Hugh A comfortable second half You've got to say For both Celtic and Rangers Yesterday um, Saturday, Sunday Gordon Big result for Aberdeen Jim Goodwin Certainly needed that Livy just keep turning Performances in Picking up three points And uh, St Mirren Hearts Well fought draw But I've got to say My home club Terrible just now Come on then 01419511025 What is on your mind After another action packed weekend Across Scottish football If we are talking the top of the table Well Celtic fans What did you make of Saturday's performance It sets you up I guess For a repeat of that fixture At Hamden Against Kilmarnock In the cup semi-final This weekend coming So what did you make of it Who stood out for you Alistair Johnson played again There's then more transfer Rumour Speculation Reporting uh, about Juranovic this morning So what do you make of that? How do you see that situation playing out? Jack Makis, the manager, was asked uh, about him uh, And you can pick through all of the talking points from that game That performance, that result right here Rangers fans, it was over to you yesterday A lot of you not having much hope that the, the league can be won But nevertheless, trying to just keep up uh, the impressive points Tally under Michael Beale doing that What's the script? Why is it always the second half? Why is it always a slow start then a better second half? Maybe you've got a theory that you would like to share with us. And again, interesting transfer speculation there because Michael Beale was asked directly about a couple of players and he used their names and he praised them um, whilst also trying to keep his cards close to his chest. So if you've got any thoughts on that, this is the same number, 01419511025. And why not share in the despair from Gordon DL and myself having watched Motherwell lose again at home yesterday and a, a league table that doesn't look too encouraging. Any Motherwell fans out there want to share their thoughts? This is the place. 01419511025. You have thrown a whole nation into chaos because you two are never here together on a Monday night. So yeah. people are going to be checking their calendars, wondering what day of the week it is. It is indeed Monday. You're both here. What was your result of the weekend? I am going for Hibs 3, Motherwell 2. Uh, I don't wish to go into your private grief here, but uh, if you if you pan Hibs, as everyone has done, myself included, then you have to praise Hibs when they play as well as they did yesterday. Obviously, the Nisbet hat-trick takes uh, pride of place, but at 37 years old, Aidan McGeady looked terrific. Yeah, um, hard to beat, but I thought it, I said on Saturday, Gordon, it was a big weekend for some managers, can under a lot of pressure. 
um, Jim Goodwin falls into that category he had to get a result at home to St Johnston um, after the World Cup the breaks um, the, the games have not been good to him coming under a lot of pressure up there in Pataudry but he got the three points and takes a bit of confidence into this week's semi-final Ian McGeady will be raging that you've added a year on he's oh. 36 but nevertheless I wouldn't argue with the sentiment they had a very good game uh, what was your uh, goal of the weekend you were quite right when you said that Rangers were limited in the first half against Dundee United particularly in the final third of the field but then in the second half ball to Sakala great first touch even better finish he's the goal of the week for me um, I'm going to Celtic Park um, I'm going for the first goal and the reason being I thought the Celtic come up against a very disciplined Kilmarnock outfit and it took to 40 plus minutes and it was that killer pass Burnaby what a ball that is splits the defence Maeda with bags of pace still a bit to do great ball across um, and Jota and Kyogo both lining up to put the ball in the back of net and then it was curtains for Kilmarnock after that Okay, uh, what about your howler of the weekend? This is where it gets fun usually. Well, a terrific game at Paisley, I thought, the the one-all draw between St Mirren and Hearts. But what was Marcus Fraser thinking of with that stamp on George Grant? Red card, obviously, and now out of the return between the Hearts and St Mirren at Tynecastle on Friday night. I'm sad to say I'm going right along the road to Fir Park and I'm going to open the door and I'm going to give it to the defence of Munro. What are you playing at? You cannot, cannot give the quality of Nisbet that much room, that much space in the box, and he punished us with a hat trick. So I'm sorry, Motherwell defence, you need to tighten up. Every one of them, a collective uh, howling, is it? Okay. Um, and who was the main man over the weekend? You're going to have to give it to. Yeah, Kevin Nisbet Kevin, grudgingly are you yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah it's hard to ignore that a hat-trick hero oh, you can both share that one if you want then right 01419511025 what did you make of the weekend's action if we're talking yesterday Rangers fans why is the second half generally so much better than the first what's your theory there um, the signings that Michael Beale spoke about afterwards uh, what, are you, what are you thinking about them is that the type of player you'd like to see um, brought in Celtic fans what did you make of the weekend what did you make of the performance Juranovic still not back in the team Alistair Johnson continues does the Croatian right back leave there's been more reports linking him with a move uh, to Serie A today maybe not quite for the money that people were expecting and suggesting so if you've got any thoughts there this is the place to share it 01419511025 and Gordon Diel you can hear his pain Motherwell fans you've got it if you want to Get in touch, let us know how worried or otherwise you are. This is the time and the place, so please do uh, get in touch. Let's start then uh, with Celtic Park at the weekend on Saturday. Let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu. Here's what he had to say after that one. Look, I thought, um, you know, first half was a bit was a bit sticky, you know, we didn't we were really get right into the game and flow. Um, yeah, some of it was, give them credit, they were sort of well-structured, well-organised, but... You know, we didn't make some good choices, sort of in the front third, especially. Um, you know, decision making wasn't great, but uh, yeah, the boys are disciplined. We got a really good goal. You know, stuff we work on. I think could have had more opportunities like that in the first half, but then second half, I thought we were really good. You know, dominated the game, played in the areas we wanted to, scored a great goal, and probably should have had two or three more towards the end there. But uh, so yeah, we're all pleased. Yeah, um, I echo what uh, Postacol was saying there. 
I think he was a bit frustrated, Gordon. That's why I gave Jota the the goal of the weekend. And I think it's all credit to Kamara. I said in the show on Saturday, I think we get carried away a little bit with Celtic. We know they're a fantastic team. We know they've got fantastic players. There's quality in the bench as well. But sometimes in a game, you've got to... The game goes for 90 minutes, two halves. It goes for 90 minutes. You've got to play your way into the game. You'll come up against a, a very well-disciplined uh, Kilmarnock back line who are making it very hard for Celtic. And right at the end, with that one bit of quality, and then the second half, they just seem to up the gears a little bit. And Kilmarnock were lucky to get out too because they could have scored more goals. But I just look at Celtic over a piece of the 90 minutes. I think they've set that highest standard that everybody thinks, oh, they're going to do it for every minute of the game. That doesn't happen in modern day football, but they always find a way. And I think that Postacog was delighted with the second half performance because I thought they were really, really good. It's the follow one that intrigues me because the same two clubs meet at Hamden, 5.30 kickoff Saturday night, League Cup semi-final. I thought Celtic would have been good value for five or six on Saturday. They've hit the post, they've hit the bar, uh, and their second half performance was lively, entertaining. Now, subconsciously, players could think, well, Kilmarnock, Hamden, we'll take care of that without any problem. That's a dangerous frame of mind, and I think Ange Postacoglu will need to make sure that his players maintain their focus Frank is a Celtic fan to kick things off on the phones what's your point tonight Frank evening guys first Hello. I spoke to you last year so um, I know it's a bit late but happy new year and all that um, <laughs> do you know I don't mind that Frank maybe what we should do though is accept yours graciously wish you it in return and then what should be declared now is the line drawn under it 10 past yeah, 6 on the 9th sounds good to good, me because it's the first I spoke no, to you quite right, right, um, quite right. Uh, happy Easter while. Frank happy Easter <laughs> yeah, aye yeah, yeah. many returns to you as well here. Um, I tell you what it is um, all the praise and right so goes to Celtic's attacking playing I love watching it um, that is what we call the Celtic way but for the last few years um, Hugh included number of people have criticised Celtic's defence um, it's leaky it's dodgy they're not good enough I was saying to um, producer Michael there that um, for me, and this might be controversial for some, Cameron Carter-Vickers, for me, I'm 47, is up there with the best centre-half I have ever seen at Celtic Park. I include, and I say that to him, given his time at the club, I would say he's had a bigger impact at Celtic, not in his career, at Celtic, than what Virgil van Dijk had. I think the man is a man mountain. We build from the back. He strolls about the pitch. That other stat at the weekend that was thrown about when him and Carol Starfelt have played together as a um, centre-half pairing, 38 league games, zero defeats. It's about time now that people start to give the praise to the um, defence at Celtic. It's not all about the forward players. Alistair Johnston... Just looks like another wonderful Ange bargain signing. That guy's two games has been impressive. And I think now is the time people should start giving the praise to the defence as well as the attack at Celtic. Just be careful. Don't go too far. You know, you're saying up there with the best. You're too young to remember Billy McNeil. But, oh, uh, he's in his, in his time. In my lifetime, you. Yeah, in yeah. my lifetime. Um, I think also Van Dyke was a Rolls Royce. Uh, and that's why he went to Liverpool eventually. Um, I'm not 
taking Ent away from Cameron Carter Vickers. If you've only lost one league game in 53, as Celtic have done, then clearly there are people who are doing their jobs very well. Um, I wouldn't go overboard with Carl Starfelt. I think I still think he's ordinary, uh, and uh, I look forward to seeing Kobe Ashi. Don't think you'll be able to change his mind, Frank. I think he's well. I mean, it's you. I know you. Yeah, a, a well-respected journalist, but if you just looked at Carl Starfelt's stats, his possession, his passing. I know. I've yes, just said to you, one one defeat in fifty-three games tells you that defensively Celtic are getting it right. But I'm just trying to put it into perspective. Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers has been a good signing. Celtic got him at a reasonable price. He is right now the shining light at the back. But just keep it in perspective. Uh, you know, it's only my opinion, but I think Starfield is bang average. Now, I, 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 look, everybody's got their opinion. I think that... Uh, Carter Vickers holds that full defence together Gordon I think he's absolutely brilliant I think he's a great reader of the, the game I think he's got good pace about him He's strong, he can come out He can link things up I, I look at centre backs And if you go back to all the great centre backs There's always a partnership there And as much as If you've got to say who's got the mistake in them It will be Starfield Of course it will Out of the two of them it would be Starfield But the record speaks for itself And I think that when Carter Vickers is there and Starfelt's on his game they're as good as anything going to be to be fair I mean Frank th- Carter Vickers got a fair bit of recognition didn't he and he, when we had their player of the year discussions at the end of last season I felt like lots of people uh, were mentioning him is there an inevitability about it because domestically Celtic don't get tested defensively all that often um, no well that's the case you could say that that's the case come back probably to the year 2000 um, yeah Maybe maybe back in the eighties, nineties when we were a wee bit wobbly, you, you would have said that we were kind of under pressure. But Celtic have always been like that. And um, what Gordon says is bang on there. Actually, the point that as a partnership between them are good. I think Hugh has been extremely harsh in Startfield saying he's buying average. He's a Swedish international. The record speaks to itself. I agree. When, when Vickers is in the team, Starfelt raises his game. But that's what comes with a natural partnership. Um, you can see how all good centre half partners come from that. I think the full-backs have been really good. Juranovic, if he goes, he goes. Uh, Johnston looks exceptional. What he's done with Ralston. Taylor, 18 months ago, was the boo boy of most Celtic fans. You look at the impact of Taylor out the team last week, where I try to go on to say that. Most people saying the game changed with Joe Hart's mistake. I would argue and say the game changed when uh, Taylor went off the pitch. I just think it's about time that people start to give the credit to the Celtic defence where it's due. I don't, listen, I, I, I totally agree with it in the fact that the proof's here because if you look at the league table, was it 17 goals against? Oh. Uh, that, it's been incredible for them. The, you know, I, I agree with Frank. I like the look of uh, Alistair Johnson. Um, I think he's just settled right into that right-back position. I think he looks another terrific signing. Frank's also correct on the Greg Taylor thing. I think he was a whipping boy, Gordon. He's became one of the most important players uh, he's had, he's been terrific under Postacoglu. I think that um, Celtic defence do get a bit of credit. I really do because if you you listen to myself and and Mark, who you know he's played there many times for Celtic defensive uh, minded player, I think they take a lot of credit and deservedly so. Yes, can they have a 
a mistake in them Yes they can Did Joe Hart have a, a hiccup at Ibrox? Yes But that's the way they play And they will never stop playing that way But defensively The record speaks for itself just now Let's bring in Paul I think he's been um, inspired to call in by Frank's point Anyone switching on would be thinking We've started a random debate On how good Celtic central defensive pairing is That's the beauty of live radio It takes a life of its own Take it away Paul hey, Hi guys You know I just want to echo uh, Frank's mm-hmm. comments I was standing And I'm 45 A wee bit younger I was standing in the game on Saturday And I was speaking to the, uh, the People around about me And I said I don't think I've ever saw A better centre half Celtic in my time than uh, Cameron Carter Vickers. Now, Big Virgil Van Dyke, no doubt, he's turned out an absolute Rolls Royce, as they call him. Didn't he start it off as a Rolls Royce? I can remember he had a howler in Europe. Uh, but Big Carter Vickers, big strong man, steady Eddie, doesn't he seem to break sweat when he's holding about 15 guys off? It looks like at the time they're coming into him. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Uh, but I think he's tremendous I think he's absolutely tremendous I'm a fan of Starfelt as well Run some other names by me Paul Because Van Dyke's the, the obvious recent one We think of Martin O'Neill's team And sort of Mialbi and Baldi And guys like that I mean Who else enters your mind In that conversation If you can declare Carter Vickers the best you've seen Well guys like uh, Manus Guys like Paul Elliott uh, Honestly, just everybody. It's like Matt Reefer was a fine centre half, uh, but I, honestly, I don't. I don't think I saw one as consistent uh, as Carter Vickers, and I think we've got him an absolute snap. Uh, I think he's any any young guy watching watching try to be. And he's a tang. I mean, he's not. He's not a club merchant. He's got the ball. He starts the attacks all the time. Plays the ball through, but he's. I think he's tremendous. Yeah, no arguing with what he's done for Celtic. Um, been very consistent. Uh, you know, he'd been around the, the the block a few times at various clubs, and you wondered uh, if uh, Celtic were paying a lot of money for someone who'd been on loan several times. But he has justified the money. He obviously justifies his place. Um, maybe not bring Europe into the conversation because uh, defensively in Europe, Celtic have been. Caught out um, But domestically speaking I go back to the, the bold stat One defeat in 53 games That tells you that you're defending well um, What else Jumped out at you Gordon from that If we're talking about the back four And why not if they don't get the, the, the air time Alistair Johnson stays in the team yeah. Plays again Josip Granovic on the bench More speculation that it's a, a move to Serie A And that it's not for as much money as some people had predicted there's a cup semi-final at the end of this week will that tell you everything you need to know about Johnson uh, for me will definitely stay in the team look I'm a big uh, Juranovic fan I just think coming back from the World Cup and let's be honest he had a very good successful World Cup Um, he was linked with big clubs they were even talking Chelsea and teams like that and you're thinking yeah that's big money but just now we don't know what he's going to go for. I think it's good management. I think the manager's just taking him out of the limelight. Uh, and he's got a terrific replacement mm. because I watched Alistair Johnston in the last two games and he has certainly impressed me. I feel sorry for Juranovic because he can't govern the speculation where people are saying, oh, he's a £25 million mm. fullback and the only offer on the table is for £7 million from Monza uh, in Serie A. 
so that's none of Juranovic is doing. He doesn't call up this programme and say, I am a £25 million fullback, you know. Uh, but I, I certainly could not imagine Alistair Johnson being left out of the team at Hamden uh, as he completes mm. his Glasgow triangle yeah. of debut at Ibrox, first home game at Celtic Park, and then Hamden all in the space of. 10 days Thank you very much to Paul Mr RFK's on Twitter Carter Vickers can't be classed in the Van Dyke level yet or some of the other stalwarts if he's consistent over 3 or 4 years yet yes but not at that level yet he says I don't know how we ended up with this random debate about mm. where the current centre halves rank but that is like I said the beauty uh, of live radio you can call in and let us know what is on your mind let's turn our attentions to Tanadice Rangers fans what did you make of the performance what was good what was bad why in general are Michael Beale's second half so much better than the first and what do the names Todd Cantwell and Tom Davies do for you could they be on their way to Ibrox let us you are the voice of Scottish football call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Gordon DL are here yes I know it's Playing with my week as well But as a Monday night You're going for the big knee op tomorrow Yeah Is that why you're in? Yeah You've been substituted in on a Monday Substituted I'm off tomorrow So I'm hopefully be lying Just listening to the show tomorrow night Who's on? Uh, your, your, your old pal Mark Wilson He'll be here I'm wishing you well I'm sure Alright now I'll be watching telly um, Yeah I'm sure he will be um, he'll be worried about you. I think actually, he'll, is he? Yeah, I think he's so. only worried about me because if the, the partnership breaks up, he's on the. Mister RFK says, "What type of grapes would you like, or <sighs> is it Lucasade that you're after?" No, I, I, I like a wee grape. I must admit, I like a wee mixture of both. of red and green. Yeah, All I right, like okay. a wee mixture. We'll see what we can do. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. What do you think, Rangers fans, Dundee United fans? What did you make of the game yesterday? What is the deal with Rangers being so much better in the second half than the first at the moment? Is that just a coincidence? Is there any reason for it? Give us your theories uh, and we'll do some uh, talk on signings or potential signings. What about Todd Cantwell and Tom Davies? What do you make of those names? Let's bring in John, who's a Rangers fan. What did you What did you take away from it, John? Hi, two Gordons. How are you doing? All right? Good, good, good. Thank you. Just to let you know, I'm on a phone, I'm out working and I drive a taxi, so I've got a patterns on the back, so... Just to let you know, all right? <laughs> all right. Did he pay extra for this service, John? No, no, it's no, no. It's a, it's a young female. No, no. She's listening. She listens to Radio Clyde every night. She says so. So she's live. Great, she's live. brilliant. And what's her name, John? Wendy John and Wendy Indeed. Welcome to the show This show never fails to surprise me Right John The pressure's on Because Hugh's listening Gordon's listening Myself $200,000 But Wendy as well So make this point A good one if you can Right okay hey, well, I, just want, I want to talk about The game yesterday But I want to talk about uh, Ryan Ken uh, Gordon I tried going to the show On the last show 2022 I think it was It was Hugh and uh, Mark Wilson Before the Celtic Rangers game Rangers Celtic game uh, and I think the guy's got a kind of new lease of life. Uh, I think when Gio, Van, when Gio was here, he kind of played him, he played him out the wing, and then again he would kind of venture in. But I think Michael Beals gave him a free roll, and I've watched him over since obviously the last what, six games. And it, for me, he looks to be the guy that I think we've seen maybe three years ago, four years ago. Uh, and it just he's opening to me. He's got the free roll. He's opening the game up, or the game opens up for him. And I, I'm also going to be mentioned to Morelis, you know, yesterday, also Cholak didn't look. If he was doing nothing in the first half, he'd find out to be an injury at half-time. But 
Men da vi ser det der, vi spiller ikke mod Nice, så det er tøn. Ikke næsten i åbne game, og typisk ikke til guys i opposition. Men I think uh, Michael Beale has gone on at great length about Ryan Kent since he arrived back at Ibrooks. He's pointed out that he's known Ryan Kent since he was a teenager. And there are definite signs of Michael Beale getting something out of Kent that as uh, John says, Giovanni Van Bronckers did not get out of the player. The goal against Celtic, on that evidence alone, you would say, well, you better make sure he doesn't leave. Uh, yesterday, he continues to look reinvigorated. Uh, I'd have to disagree with John. I, I saw nothing in Alfredo Morelos yesterday that, that, that would convince me to extend his contract. But on the basis that no one will come in and buy him, you possibly need to stay anyway. Yeah, I just can't get out of the, the, the picture in my head of Wendy sitting in the bike of taxi nodding her head if to see what am I doing in here. Um, Excuse me, just do you mind a minute? I'm just going to phone. I just need to speak to Clyde Vaughan Super Scoreboard. Clyde, keep quiet. Turn your phone off, sweetheart. I'm going to phone. But uh, no, I think um, Ryan Kent has got a, a lot bit of the spark back and I think it's down to the positional sense. Uh, when he was playing in that, you know, out in the wing in the left-hand side and... He wasn't getting involved as much. I think Bill's brought him in. He's given him that free role that John, I think, quite rightly says there. And I think he's sort of arisen to that. I thought I, I, I sort of disagree with with you. I thought, uh, like, I don't think I would ever give Morelis a new contract. The, the now I like Morelis, but I don't think he's deserved that at all. But I thought when he came on yesterday. He got his cell about, you know, and the second half changed and all of a sudden he could bounce balls off him, he became a handful, he upset what I thought was a good-looking Dundee United def- uh, defensive partnership in the first half. Uh, second half he sort of ruffled him up a little bit, created space for other players. So, yeah, I think there's improvements there, but um, Morelos in a, a new contract, absolutely not for me because it would be too much money. I don't yeah. think he deserves it at all. Whether Ryan Kent, uh, decides to look at what Michael Beale's got to bring in the January window um, bit more quality sees the club going forward again uh, feels that you know loving the fact of playing in that position where he wants to be involved in everything I don't know but uh, I certainly think Kent has improved under Michael Beale how, how much would you like to extend his contract John and do you think he shares that do you think he wants to be here do you think he, he will end up sticking around for a bit longer Giovanni Van Bronckhurst people were calling here Rangers fans and saying that Kent looks as if he's working his ticket as they say Uh, they didn't see anything coming from him but I think since Michael Beale arrived back in the building the improvement has been obvious for all to see it's like 
Tillman and Sands who are both on loan. I would let Sands go back to America and I would definitely keep Tillman. And if the choice was one of them has to go, Morelos or Kent, it would be Morelos. Um, what was the difference between Rangers first half and Rangers second half? Is that becoming a theme? And if so, why? How how, how does that happen? Is Michael Beale just really good at half-time team talks? It, 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 why it, does the message not get there in the first half? Yeah, um, look, as I said, I, I was the same with Celtic at the weekend. Uh, people were saying, well, how's it to, got to wait to the second half? I thought that, I thought Morelis made a bit of difference. I think he gave them a different problem up top. They moved the ball a bit quicker. I thought they used the width of the pitch better. Um you know, Ryan Jack, second half, I thought was absolutely outstanding. I really did. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Um, so they seemed to raise their game. And then obviously Sakala's goal, and it's a terrific goal, and who's quite right to give him goal the weekend. Uh, that gives him a lift as well. And they went on to win the game comfortably. But as I keep saying, I, I don't look at Celtic and Rangers, and I know they've got quality players. I don't look at them every week and think, you can do it from the first whistle to the last. It's all about winning the game. It's all about peaking at the right time. And yes, you're right. I thought mm. Rangers' second half against Dundee United were very, very good. Yeah, no denying that. It does seem to be a change, though, doesn't there? Like a significant one, a noticeable one. I know Gordon says, you know, Celtic were better in the second half at the weekend than they were in the first, but there seems to be a real marked sort of improvement for Rangers and, and not just at the weekend. Well, Michael Beale has got to keep up this unbeaten record as Rangers manager and it so happens to go back to Aberdeen uh, again two goals very 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 late in the second half win the game for them at Pataudry uh, it, it's a Michael Beale thing for me at the moment he has galvanised Rangers reinvigorated them use whatever word you like um, and his obligation is to keep that going because he cannot and will not say the league is over. I know he said it was Celtics to lose. That's a, a different way of phrasing it. His obligation is to keep going in the hope that Celtic drop points somewhere, unlikely as that may seem. Thank you to John and Wendy, of course, for <laughs> sitting Wendy. Uh, so patiently there in the back. <laughs> I tried to think. Do you know what? Did I tell you the story about the going home one night and my, my wife saying to me, uh, or me saying to my wife, I get slaughtered on the programme tonight. Slaughtered. I know this one. Yeah. And I and she oh yeah, I know. And I said, How do you know? I, he was calling from here. That's right. <laughs> A workman was in your house. house. He came to plumb in the, the tumble dryer <laughs> and he said, Mrs. Kevens, could I use your phone? And then he slaughtered me. And you paid for the phone call. Yeah. Remarkable. I love that. Uh, thanks again to John and Wendy. Uh, we're going to speak to Archie in a second. Uh, Michael Beale was asked after the game about interest in Todd Cantwell and Tom Davies two names that are doing the rounds as they say um, he wouldn't confirm the interest but he did speak highly of both players and he is hoping to add uh, new players to turn the heat up uh, at Ibrooks. No names but I think they're both good players to be fair uh, I think Todd was an excellent player he was a boy when he was young and playing against my Liverpool under 23s team I thought we'll go on and have a fantastic career he had that and at the start and then He's just looking maybe now for a move to reignite it, but I think he's a fantastic player at a good age. Tom Davis used to kick my Liverpool 123s teams all around the place. Then he's got a bit of John Lundstrom's about him. But again, two really good players. Uh, 
not confirming anything with those two, but uh, there's a lot of players we're speaking to at the minute. I want to add competition. That's really what I want to add. So I want the players who have been injured fit because it will add competition. The training level's gone up every week since I've been here, and I certainly think one or two players may be coming in from the Premier League clubs or clubs around Europe that come in with a real good profile will certainly help us. And I want to turn the heat up. I want to turn the dial up in the building, really. We'll take our time and we'll get the right people in, but... Uh, I'm hoping you'll be as excited as I am about the uh, two or three additions we're hoping to do. If that's keeping your cards close to your <laughs> chest, I want a game of cards with Michael Beale. No names, he says, and then goes on to speak at great length about Tom Davies and Todd Cantwell. So I, I assume that they'll be there by the weekend. Uh, <laughs> they're so cynical. No, they will be. I mean, you can't go on at length like that about these two. Unless you're just, sure that they're on the way He's familiar yeah. with them, giving a bit of a backstory, not confirming anything. No, no, not no. at all. No, no, no. They'll be, they'll be he here said, by Thursday. He sounds excited uh, of the prospect of having the two lads in because he speaks very highly of them. Uh, he th- obviously thinks that if the two lads do come in, they'll certainly improve the squad. So uh, this is an interesting month for me for the Rangers manager. I think he's got to hit the ground running with his signings. They're in the hotel tonight, listen to this programme. Yeah. <laughs> so who on earth are these two and what was Wendy doing yeah. where did Wendy appear from uh, let's bring in Archie and Partick what do you think about the transfer business in January Archie well it's funny I was just listening to hi guys um, I was just listening to um, Michael Beale speaking there mm-hmm. and um, the second guy he was talking about was a bit like um, John Lundstrom um, you know one of my, my sort of pet dislikes is the the, the, the the midfield that they've got we had for the last couple of years all the same kind of players so are you going to bring in somebody the exact same? You know, I think we've been crying out for for a for a Billy Gilmore, a great midfielder, and um, for a couple of seasons. Um, so are you going to bring in a midfielder like what we've got already? So that that sort of peed me off right away there before I was going to get to my points. Uh, well, um, I mean, I guess just quickly on that, Tom Davies is he's twenty four. Mm-hmm. Would be a younger version, if you like. Um, if you're talking about a more creative type, is that where Todd Cantwell would not not confirming that there's any interest, <laughs> but. You know, would that be perhaps the role he fulfills and then because bearing in mind I know what Archie's saying he wants something different but as things stand you know James Sands is on loan Malik Tillman's mm-hmm. on loan Ryan Jack and Scott Arfield are out of contract and Stephen Davis is injured and out of contract so yeah, yeah I, I think there'll be a little bit of a mixed balance in there um, I don't think you'll bring two midfield players in um, that play the exact same um, you're right Gordon there will be changes because Ryan, I, and I thought, as I said earlier, I thought Ryan Jack Tannadice yesterday was excellent, deserved man of the match for me. Um, but Scotty Arfield's getting to that role of being a substitute, an impact player from the bench. Stephen Davis, we know, obviously, with injury. Uh, Tillman's in loan, Sands will probably go back. So there's plenty of opportunities in that middle part to go and strengthen. I think that's what he's looking at. You you're wanting more Archie, or you don't like the sound of those players, or what, what's the what was the main gripe before Michael Beale annoyed you? I mean, I mean my point was I never speak to the producer. I mean, I think um, I think we need about six or seven new players. I think the, a lot of the, the Rangers team um, has played together for so long. I think um, you know it's like you, you look at your Alex Ferguson team. You need to keep bringing in players to sort of keep players on their toes. And I think the problem with Rangers is um, all these sort of players have been hanging about for too long. That for me. Um, uh, their heart isn't in it and I think your heart's not in it and it's time you leave you talk about you know Kent and by the way I don't know if I agree with Hugh Keevans but um, um, Kent is certainly up to his game in the last few weeks um, but for me 
his heart's still knowing it. Um, and I think Morelos is. I mean, he, every time I look at him, he's, he's got. He's got, a, he's got a wee pot belly And for a professional football player To be allowed to be running about like that And play with Glasgow Rangers With a pot belly like that I think it's atrocious I don't, um, I don't know how we prove That a person's heart is not in it For me, Ryan Kent's heart Looks very much in it Since Michael Beale got there uh, And he's gradually hmm. Bringing out the player That excited the Rangers fans so much When he first arrived that, he, he doesn't look to me As if his heart's not in it and listen, I'm not going to ask these two about pot bellies. You must be joking. Um, the Archie wants you know six new players. Mm-hmm. Need, need something like that. And is this where he can split Rangers' plan into two, Gordon? In tight in the summer, maybe that is the case. You look at those players around off that are either out of contract or due to fall out of favour, due to move on, whatever it may be. Um, but right now, in this window, Michael Beale speaks about. Bringing two or three, I think, is you know is mm-hmm. is what he said is is it about doing a couple now, boosting the team, and then having a bit more time to plan long term. Yeah, I think that's his plan um, because it gives him that opportunity from now. He beds in a few, freshens it up, uh, gives the fans a bit of excitement because everybody wants to see new build, uh, new signings coming into the building, and then obviously he's get from January to end of season. He'll make his mind up and play players that will go through the exit door and it gives him space and room to bring in more bodies because you'd imagine when you get to the summer, it's not just midfield players he's going to have strengthen all over the pitch. He'd probably look at the goalkeeping situation. We were talking about that the other night as well. Um, yeah, I think he'll do it steadily, Gordon. And I, I think, as I said, I think this is an important month for him because right away you're judged on your signings. Your first couple have got to hit the ground running. So he'll have done his mm. homework. He'll be interested to see who he brings in. Todd Cantwell, Tom Davies, without being just too blasé, general, lumping them together, do they do they have a similar profile in that they are both they were both very promising youngsters that have probably had a bit of a tough time recently, and then this would be seen maybe as an opportunity to to kickstart things. You look at. at Todd Cantwell, I think, when he was, what is he, 24 now, maybe ni- about nineteen twenty, maybe pushing 21. I think he played nearly every game in an English Premier League season for Norwich. Um, hasn't played as much recently. He played, I think, as 18 times this season. Um, again, Tom Davies, he's got you know a, a regular in England under-21 team, um, but maybe kind of fallen on harder times recently. Did, did they both seem similar in that? Michael B will try and sell them this platform to kickstart things. Yeah, he'll sell them the, the hunger, the opportunity. Uh, it's up to the boys to grab it. He, he obviously knows them. He knows them well. He'll know all about them. Um, as I say, working down in Liverpool Academy. Um, and he must see the desire in these boys to come up. Um, and I'm with you. I think that one of them at least will be in the building very shortly. We're- and take it from We're there. very pushed for time, Archie, but I know you had one other point. You had a name you wanted to suggest, so throw it in quickly and we'll see what happens. Honestly, I, I would. Um, I, I wasn't a big fan of Israel, but I think um, obviously it was looked out. I, I think we just should go for this, but I think I was so impressed. Uh, I, watched, I, watched, I watched the full game there. His movement, his finishing, his composure. Uh, I really think we should go for him. You're about 24, uh, Nisbet, and um, I mean, you look at Morelis, I would get rid of Morelis and bring Nisbet in and think the chances. I mean, just it was just so composed. I really think we should go for uh, Nisbet, to be honest with you. There we are, Kevin Nisbet for Rangers. Archie says, What do you think? Get in touch, we'll speak to you after these. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Or Twitter is at Clyde SSB. So let's hear from you. Simon is a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld. Were you up at the game yesterday, Simon? Did you watch it? I was, gents, yeah, evening, how you doing? Um, First time caller, I've never been on this show before, but I've listened to you for many, many years. Um, Have you? Yeah, so, yeah, a wee funny story, actually. I've taken my son up to Dundee yesterday, um, and on the off chance it would get a a ticket for the away game, you know what it's like trying to get tickets these days, you know what I mean? And him being 15, I tell you what, these boys know how to do it. I've given them money out the cast, it's like, see if you can get two tickets or whatever even if you can get a ticket yourself get in he had two tickets sorted within five minutes of me dropping them off the car honestly the boys know how to do it these days and they got it for under face value so that was it great quids then we got into the ground got standing together and it was just fantastic first away game together and you know it's like when you go on the away games the atmosphere is just fantastic and stuff you know so we, we, we had a good afternoon but what I wanted to say, and this was um, my wee funny bit of yesterday's story, I I, I go back to, I grew up in a little place called Kilcreggan, and my best mate from my school days was a lad called Ian McLeod, and he was was always a good footballer, he was always the one that was the good-looking one about the girls at school and all that kind of stuff. But his boy Rory is the 16-year-old that's uh, coming through the ranks in Dundee United just now, and he got 15 minutes on the pitch yesterday as well, so... It was just a lovely moment and my best mate was there. I was there with my 15-year-old son and we were watching my best mate's boy up against Golson and Tavernier and, and the likes. And did the friendship go out the window when you started hurling abuse at his 16-year-old son? Well, do, do you know what's quite funny, actually, is he, had a, he did have a shot and it was a wee kind of... He, he did manage to get a wee shot away, but it wasn't he much and all the Rangers fans totally give it away. <laughs> and Simon's thinking, well, look, if that one goes in, we'd still win 2-1 and my mate's happy. Maybe you can... You know, it sounds like your type of guy Though getting tickets For he, less than yeah, they're, yeah, they're, I like less that. they're worth Is the young man The one who come on At the same time As Tony Watt Yes Because I, I looked at the two of them together And I thought He's doing very well He's coming through very well He's, yeah, he's, he's only 16 he's isn't he? uh, He's just done 16 So there was, there, yeah. was a, there was a difference There was a Tony Watt You know Almost twice his age now uh, But You know It's a great story However it's not so great if you're Liam Fox and you're having to rely on 16-year-olds, you know. And I felt the same with Motherwell yesterday, uh, you know, at Ross T and the fresh-faced young men. Ross, incidentally, scored a terrific goal. Uh, but... I think it's part of Dundee United. For someone like that, I think they're probably full of belief that he can sort of be a... You know, either a first team player soon, or you get sold on, or whatever. So mm. I suppose it can be. But what did you make of your your own team, Simon, when you when you got in? Oh, the first half was tough to watch, but um, I don't know what Mister Beale said to the boys at half time. But they came out a totally different team second half, and yeah, I I I don't know that I would agree to say that he was confident that we were in full control of the game the whole ninety minutes because I think United did come at us a bit the first half, you know, so. But no, it was much more refreshing second half and much more positive performance and um, mm. we need that for 90 minutes. You know, Gordon, Gordon Deal made the point earlier on that you know, if you're a Celtic fan, you, you can't 
thing. Well, we, we sh- obviously should win every game 7 0. Why aren't we doing that? I think at Rangers as well, you know, it, it can't be magical all the time from the word go. I don't think anyone's saying it's a problem, though. It's just it's it's just intriguing that it always seems to be after half time that there's yeah. a notice. You know, I don't think anyone's saying it, it's the end of the world, but it, it's, it's been quite consistent across all the games that. That Michael Beale's managed so far, well, is it not? You know, the great old song, it ain't how you start, it's how you mm. finish. Uh, and if Rangers were to cut the gap between themselves and Celtic by winning all of their games in the second half, nobody's going to complain. Uh, let's hear from Michael Beale, his thoughts on the game. I'm delighted with the performance today. It's a tough place to come. It's always been a tough place to come, but our goalies had very little to do. In the first half, we had complete control, but we wasn't showing much quality in the final third. We fixed out half-time and we went 2-0 up quite quickly. And then I thought we managed the game really well. We maybe could have gone on and scored another one. But the biggest thing for me is to win the game and get the clean sheet. Um, and onwards we go. You know, we got into good areas and our, our final pass was lousy, if I'm honest. But in the second half, I thought we improved. We had to pass and run more. Under United, it was clear they were sitting deep and a lot of people behind the ball looking to play on the counter-attack. And in the main, we kept them very, very quiet. You know, as, a, as an away team, you're coming, uh, you're coming here, they're off the back of two wins here and, and in a good spirit after the World Cup break. But they didn't really cause us any hassle over the whole game. John's come off and he's kept another clean sheet and I'm delighted for him personally as well. Uh, thank you to Simon from Cumbernauld Sounds like he enjoyed his day out yesterday I've not had any calls yet About Lots of people seem to be tweeting me uh, About Conor Goldson's handball yesterday And their thoughts on it No calls yet Is that what they call outrage fatigue? You Possibly heard of that? But maybe it's because it wasn't handball oh, And you've shown your hand I thought maybe something we'd debate in the second hour What do you think? Get your calls in on whatever you fancy But right now it's time for this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Come on, man, it's a new week on Beat the Pundit. Let's see what we can do. 01419511025. Gordon DL going in for his knee operation tomorrow. Why not send them in in a bad mood by beating them at Beat the Pundit? Get your calls in before seven, and it could be you who plays next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Gordon DL both here both eager and waiting for your call so don't let them down 01419511025 and you can tweet us at Clyde SSB we looked back a bit on Celtic's win against Kilmarnock we moved on to Rangers victory at Tannadice there is suggestions of Tom Davies Todd Cantwell Rangers fans are those names that excite you Any refereeing decisions You want to bring up From the weekend That's generally uh, What happens on a Monday night So this is the floor for you And what about fans Of other teams Any Motherwell fans out there I heard you I heard how angry And frustrated you were Yesterday at the game uh, So why not give us a call 01419511025 We do this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun Slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit time, it's a new week It could be the chance for redemption The last mm. time you were in the Beat the Pundit saddle You lost to Chaos the Panda <laughs> The Air United Panda. mascot from your time yeah. As manager Which was <laughs> quite something <laughs> And then he had the cheek when I went home To get in touch with me on Instagram Did And he? rub it in a little bit, yeah That panda, he's a cheeky panda yeah, that boy, isn't he? Yeah, I see him uh, Right, anyway, tonight's contestant is Paul on the line How's it going, Paul? Aye, Gordon. Aye, good, good. Um, hopefully, it'll be better after this. You fancy your chances, do you, against either of these two? Oh, I have to say, I 
played Gordon and I've played Hugh before. Seriously? Uh, one beat me 4-3 and another one beat me 5 four. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. So hold on. He's lost to both of you. So no, narrowly, In though. the past. Yeah. Good uh, game. Right, okay. I live in hope. I like to get the week off to a good start. It doesn't happen too often. So let's see if we can do it. Chaos the Panda could still be playing yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. You've maybe got your My mind, mind on drifting. tomorrow. The thought of you. And then Hugh's mind might be distracted by the thought of you in your hospital gown mm. as well. Put anyone off anything, really. <laughs> Back to front. When you think about it. <laughs> Please. So you never know. Maybe Paul could take advantage. Heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it's the patient himself. And it's heads. You're off the hook. Gordon DL, you can just kick back and relax. Get that knee stretched. Get it nice and ready. Paul against Hugh. So what we'll do here is give Hugh some Clyde 2 to listen to. And that way he can't hear what's going on in here. Paul, you've got 30 seconds. Answer as many as you can. And if you want to pass and move on to the next one, that is fine by me, okay? Yep. Got it, got it. Let's go. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Who's Rangers' most played player this season? Um. Go for Sakala. Which English club did Celtic sign Moussa Dembele from? Uh, Name any club Barry Ferguson's managed. Uh, Kelly Hearts. Who took over from George Burley as Scotland manager in 2009? Name the Scottish Premiership player who scored all eight penalties he's taken this season. Pass. Name any of the three Hibs joint top scorers this season. Uh, Kevin Nisbet Okay let's bring back Mr Kevens. Can you hear us? I can Good same set of questions Ready? Okay Let's go Who's been Rangers most played player this season? Um, Goldson Which English club did Celtic sign Moussa Dembele from? Um, oh, from Fulham Name any club Barry Ferguson's managed uh, Alloa Who took over from George Burley as Scotland manager in 2009? Um Strachan. Name the Scottish Premiership player who scored all eight penalties he's taken this season. Pass. Name any of Hibbs' three joint top scorers this season. Um, Boyce. Boyle. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blame producer Chris because he's going to need to get, give us oh. a steward's inquiry. Um, Paul, how do you think it went? Oh, that, I'll tell you that end one has to be a steward's inquiry. It was a. Mm. Let's find out It might not matter uh, Rangers most played player Conor Goldson's generally a good shout Except he's been injured this season remember. So it's James Tavernier oh. uh, None of you got it Which English club did Celtic sign Moussa Dembele from Fulham You both got it oh. Barry Ferguson, Clyde, Kelty or Alloa mm-hmm. You both got it So it's two all at this point um, George Burley got... Uh, Craig Levine, sorry, took over from George. Oh, Barry. you come on, Paul I got it. Can't you would never have got that. A hundred percent. The only one I could have got, and I'll tell you what, I can't believe they never get the penalty kick taker. Um, so it's three two to Paul at this point. Name the Premiership player who scored all eight penalties he's taken this Shankland. season. Lawrence Shankland. Mm. So still three two. Name any of him's three joint top scorers this season. You had the choice of Kevin Nisbet. Uh, Josh Campbell or Martin Boyle we can't give you boys but it wouldn't matter anyway because Paul got it so I feel better about myself anyway well and done Paul uh, well done Paul you finally got it third time lucky oh, well listen to you that was great and not with credits too I am not delighted to have redeemed myself a few months brilliant there we are he's ever, he's, this has meant the world to Paul he's been building up to this moment and he's yeah. finally clinched it well he come on he admitted he'd lost but Hugh you let him off the hook I'm not I'm I'm not having you saying that you would have got Craig Levine. I think that's that was my only guess, Craig Levine. I swear, as I'm standing here, I would have tucked Paul away. 
Hearts have eight penalties yeah. so far. Shiners. Wow. Yeah. Can't believe you never got one. I thought that'd be an easy one for you. Wow. I mean, you, anyway, you, but hold on. This guy, Chaos the Panda's pal here, yeah. got zero on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And he's given <laughs> it to you yeah, for yeah, losing whatever yeah, it was. I would have tried the because the trains are back on, allegedly. <laughs> he, honestly, you get across the Sahara Desert quicker than you get a train. No, I, I, I'd, so, I'd, have, I'd have swapped you. I'd have given up my licence and given it to you, having seen the state terrible. of the Martin Road trying to get in here this evening. I thought I was going to miss the show. I thought, yeah. I thought you two were going to have to do it yourselves, which would have been... Quite something, yeah. Would you have let him do it just no. for the fun? Because you, I mean, you would. Most people would assume you would take charge, but I yeah. think you could have just sat back no, and watched I, this guy. He's in a pre-op state of mind, you know. I don't want, <laughs> uh, and he's wondering which way his gown goes on. So <laughs> I, I can't have that example. <laughs> Is Mark Wilson taking you to the hospital? There's after absolutely all no chance. No? he's a disgrace. Uh, but he'll he'll come back to me one day. He'll want something. I'm still waiting on final confirmation to see if we can indeed come and, and broadcast the show tomorrow what's, night what's from even your worse hospital was, bed. I gave the Dazzler the driving instructions to the <laughs> oh, hospital. No, That's a worry. Oh, if no, he's directing uh, yeah, me somewhere. Yeah. So well, I might not be there tomorrow. I might not even turn up. Imagine me and Wilson chapping your door at five to six. You won't even have a. You won't even have your own room. You're not that important. You'll have a curtain. We'll pull it back. Absolutely no chance. I'm in my suite. Go oh. for a DL suite. Go for a train. You'll be in Carlisle General. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, imagine it. I like you're there doing well. the Charles Green role. Oh. Me and Mark Wilson doing the Jim White at the end of the bed. Oh, <laughs> that would be my favourite ever super scoreboard, never to be beaten. I think you well, just lying there. It could be arranged. There's definitely something like illegal about making you do beat the pundit under the influence of anaesthetic, isn't there? I think that oh, would yeah, be yeah. frowned upon. I think, but. If you get a zero without it, you know, yeah. p- performance but, enhancing. But I would have bounced back tonight because I knew a lot of them. It's just on the night, isn't it? You know what I mean? And plus the fact, I'm, I've got to be up front and I did say to Mark, and Mark agrees, I had to let the lad win. Oh, behave yourself. You did not let I Chaos the Panda win. I had to let the Chaos. Didn't. Look, I've looked after him for years and years. I couldn't deny him a ball. I knew with your face he only get one. And I thought to myself, I need to put myself in a bad place here tonight. But... I've done it for a boy can And he, I hope he appreciates Some it. sort of surgery To make this guy Tell the truth <laughs> no, no, When he no, goes no. in Tomorrow night Honestly Outrageous Louis Pasteur Couldn't come up With something <laughs> I don't know who that is I must admit But anyway It sounds good 01419511025 And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB So any thoughts You think we've missed From the weekend uh, Do get them Over to us um, Still waiting to see Gordon If you get any Outraged Motherwell fans Joining you uh, on the line, let's bring in Stephen. If uh, Stephen's in Kirk and Tillock tonight, what's your point, Stephen? Hi, gentlemen. Thank you very much for taking my call. I'd like to wish you a happy new year. Thank you. Same to you. Right. First of all, I find it quite a strange night. Uh, I find myself agreeing with you about uh, Carol Starfelt being very ordinary. Mm. Um, I was at the game on Saturday, and for me, one hundred percent has a mistake in him in every single game. Um, I know they talk about being a, a Swedish international but um, have you ever seen a person who just can't pass the ball he doesn't look like a football player when he kicks a ball in my opinion that was the first one and the second one was uh, obviously I know you were looking to get somebody in to talk about VAR so I'm your man well I mean in one sense sort of in another sense it makes me want to lie in a darkened room Stephen <laughs> I just meant I've had a lot of tweets about Conor Goldson yesterday but no phone calls yet and there we are you're the first so take it away I would have to leave it, if possible. 
But listen, my point was um, we've seen I've seen a penalty that was given against Aberdeen eh, for Aberdeen against Livingston, very similar to that. No, I'm not going to argue penalty, not penalty. I know it's interpretation. The the thing that I have now is I find it really difficult over the last couple of weeks. Um, how will referees be able to award a handball? Because some of the scenarios that we have seen look to half and half, penalty, not penalty. Um, and it feels as if the rules are totally muddled up here. You know, penalties that we were getting at the start of the season are now not being awarded. So how does it really take the game forward? Because I guarantee you next week there'll be a game, there'll be a handball maybe like Conor Golson's one there, which will be awarded, which will then open up the can of worms again. Why did we get a penalty and they never? So it, it seems very unclear going yes. forward. Do, do you do you think yesterday's is a, a handball by Conor Goldson and a penalty? I know it's a really tough one because people keep saying, well, if the ones early in the season are, then you know that should be, or, and we sort of compare and contrast, and we did this a lot last week. In isolation, if you can, do you think yesterday's was? Do you know, listen, if you were to ask me this um, at the start of the season, I would have said that was a stonewall penalty. With the stuff that we've had in the last three months, I have no idea what the rules are meant to be. When you look at the IFAB rules, it shows you certain parts and diagrams of foul and not foul, top of the shoulder, interpretation and stuff like that. It's really difficult, you know. So but that's what I was kind of looking for, right? Is VAR not meant to... Is that not what VARs are meant to address? But is trouble that not the issue about VAR? Mm. The trouble you know is, Stephen, that uh, they address it inconsistently. Some are given, some are not. I thought that Goldson gave away a penalty at Ibrox. I didn't think he gave away a penalty yesterday. So, you know, every time the ball hits a player's hand or arm, it is not necessarily a penalty. I think Stephen talks about it being really difficult in mentioning the rules, Gordon. And then say, you know, is this not what VR supposed to, to clear up? I, I suppose, though, if, if the rules are difficult, they're, they're still difficult on the set. You know, mm-hmm. whether, whether you get to see it, it back or not, I, I, I get people are probably bored of me reading the rules. I think you have to, because that's the framework that by which you decide whether a, a, an offence has been committed or not. So we spent all the last week, didn't we, talking about exemptions to the handball rule if the hand's up in front yeah, of the face and it's a reaction. So we don't need to worry about that this week, because that clearly wasn't wouldn't have been a consideration and we're back to our bread and butter handball rule so you decide I mean the does this fit your you know your interpretation did they move did Conor Goldson move his hand or arm towards the ball not not for me did it make his body unnaturally bigger I, I, you, I, you could well you could have to say that you could couldn't you yeah but I, I, I but think... then to be fair sorry the next sentence um, you know, it's it's a, it's okay if the body's unnaturally bigger if the position of the arm mm-hmm. is is a consequence or justifiable by the player's body movement. Um, it, the ball wasn't heading towards the goal this time, which we heard was the big sort of selling point, if you want to call it that, on the Burnaby one. Yeah, because in the, the ball was going towards the yeah. So take it away, you decide. I, I, look, I, I think uh, I think the referees with the handball. I think the handballs. Uh, the hardest rule to judge now. I really do. Um, every time the ball goes into the box and it comes off someone's hands, immediately people are screaming for a penalty kick. Mm-hmm. And the reason being, and I think Stephen's right, is what's went on before. You know, you look at the Burnaby one, we stood in here, never a handball in a million years for me, but 
the rules as the ball's going towards the goal. That has, has that's more of a guidance, I think, than yeah. a rule, but well, well, maybe I'm splitting hairs. But I just think that we need to be careful here because every handball in the box is not a penalty kick. It's up to the referee's decision on it. Did I think he got the corner goals from one right on Sunday? Yes, I do. 100%. Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Uh, I thought he was 100% correct in his decision. I do not think that's a penalty Based kick. on... I th- based on the fact that the, you're talking there, I don't think his hands were in an unnatural position to start with. For what he was doing, because yeah, the yeah box he was defending and okay. it was a crowded I, box. I, I don't it, know what he can do with his arms. I think if it had been the, uh, another Rangers player and not Goldson, we wouldn't be having this discussion. But because it was Conor Goldson and because of what happened at Ibrox has become, as they say in Drumchapel, a cause celeb, uh, <laughs> then, you know, that, that that's. Why we're discussing this? I'll half disagree with you. Um, we are get this is snowballing. Every sniff of a handball is now going to be bigger. Yeah. Is going to be bigger than the last. Yeah. Take your point. There's a sort of it's a passing fad because it's Connor Goldson. It was maybe highlighted even yeah. more because it's going what this guy again for yeah. the same team. There probably was an element of that, but I'm not sure it would have been quiet if it had been a, another Rangers player either. Um, you just wonder. You wonder where it goes because. It, this doesn't when when I reference these things, it doesn't doesn't make it okay for us to do it. But I remember the World Cup when the was it Uruguay Portugal the hand hit a supporting arm of a player that was going down by yeah. the rule that should not have been given. It should not have been a penalty, and at that stage it was given. So at what point is the footballing world going to wake up? And then maybe we get the the feed the the drip feed from that that this handball is causing chaos. When we did not have VAR. Every supporter in Scotland said, uh, well, see, this country is hopeless. We need VAR. And when they get VAR, they don't want it anymore because it's made life too complicated. The the handball rule is shambolic, chaotic. And, you know, when when managers like Ange Postecoglou come out and say things like there are only two saves in the game one from Joe Hart one from Conor Goldson it's a funny line but people think yes he's right mm. uh, but you know every t- the, and I thought it was a penalty at Ibrox but we've now dug ourselves into a, a hole right, but you don't yesterday no and you don't yesterday no, no I don't think I, I, he can't do anything and at all Stephen's not, not entirely sure about yesterday either um is this just? Is this? Is it going to just keep snowballing, Stephen? Because I was, when we spoke about this last week, I mentioned a couple of times. For me, and very few people care what I think. The Matt O'Reilly one against Ross County is the worst, but actually by a by a good distance, I think. But because time goes on, and maybe it's in a bigger game, it now seems like the Goldson one was worse to some people, and now we've got this again. But is that what's just going to keep happening? Where does this stop? I think now that the, see because of the at the very start of the season. Some of the decisions were horrific and it seemed like every contentious decision was being addressed for every game, not just Celtic Rangers, but everybody across the board. And there were some pretty horrific decisions, you know, given. I just wonder if there's been a memo of sorts being sent out to the referees to try and maybe bring it down because it seems there's been a considerable reduction in penalty awards or contentious decisions. They kind of don't look even as if they've given them a second look. You know, uh, that's what I feel. But listen, I think maybe VAR is it's maybe it's trying to level itself out. But the problem is, it kind of made a rod for its own back with some of the horrific yeah. ones at the start of the season. And I think we have to 
we unfortunately from outside we've got very little option, Gordon, but to assume that that's just a perception. Be, you know, just because it doesn't go the way I want it to, you want mm-hmm. it to, Stephen or Hugh wants it to, and then you know there's not a visit to the monitor or whatever doesn't mean it's it's not getting a second look. It just means they <laughs> genuinely don't feel for whatever reason by whatever criteria. Yes, yeah, so it's up to the judgment of um, the, the, the on-field referee who's who's seen it, Gordon, and he makes that decision. Yeah, VAR can. Can highlight it and tell them that you maybe have a second look because we've seen that. Uh, and if they Kevin don't Clancy, think it's a mistake, then yeah, at half when he over and all this, um, and they don't. And I, I totally agree. I, I, I've looked at it again, and I do not know how you could give a penalty kick against Conor Golson for that. Mm, thank you, Stephen. I must admit, Saturday night I thought, can you imagine, Hugh Evans, what this show would be like? If there was the type of technological VAR failure like there was between Liverpool and Wolves. Oh, yeah. With all the cameras and all the money and all the fancy technology, if that happened up here, I'd be phoning in sick for a fortnight and leaving you two to handle it on your own. That's well, okay. He'd be under the anaesthetic and refuse <laughs> to come in. Uh, and, and I'd go for a train and the, the full and certain knowledge I'd never make it here in time. Thank you to Stephen. Right, we're going to ditch the full time teaser tonight. So we've got just a bit of fun. Just a two, two minute bit of fun for you. And you okay. can even win some cash prize here as well. So I think you'll like the sound of this. It involves you, Gordon Deal. Do you know what's coming here? No Right, all this week We're going to give you the chance To upgrade your home workout equipment Now, it's that time of the year New Year's resolutions Everyone's trying to lose a little Christmas weight Let's be honest And we're going to give you £250 To spend at Factory Weights They're Glasgow's premier home and commercial gym Equipment supplier We sent Mark and Gordon down there, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah A couple of, um, not so long ago They went down to the showroom They went head to head In some strength and endurance challenges It says here Completely unrelated to him having to go in for surgery tomorrow, (laughs) let me tell you. Now, here's what you have to do. You just have to guess who wins this daily challenge for your chance to scoop the prize. So if you like the sound of it, and you you don't need to do very much, right? I'm being honest here. Call in right now, 0141 951 1025. We'll bring two contestants on air. One of you will be represented by Gordon. One of you will be represented by Mark. And the winning pundit wins you £250 to spend at Factory Weights Glasgow showroom. There's a video actually on the challenge um, at Clyde1.com right now. So you've got until the end of the ad break to get through 0141 951 1025 to be in with a chance of winning some serious gym equipment. Why not give us a call right now? Bit of fun for you. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Gordon DL are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Now, I did say we had a good price to give away for you. And it's a busy show, so I thought, we'll just we'll, we'll park the full-time teaser. Just give it a bit of a rest. Try and give some prizes away straight away. Do you know who's very unhappy with us? Road pal Kenny Miller He's driving down to Huddersfield <laughs> That's what he's employed obviously these days He was just putting the seat back a bit Getting the cruise control on He was ready for the, the full time <laughs> teaser To take his mind off the drive And instead he has to listen uh, to you and Mark Wilson Head to head in some sort of bizarre Rowing machine competition It's a long drive that It is, it is Well that. maybe you should work out why Preston North End Put Huddersfield out of the cup yesterday Thought you two were meant to be friends See listen to that Kenny Honestly With friends like these Honestly Uh, Right the lines are closed For this competition I'm just going to do it Every night this week Just a couple of minutes Out of the night To try and make Someone's January So let's do it 
So here's the deal All this week Going to give you the chance To upgrade your home workout It's January Everyone's trying to get in The fitness regime And all the rest of it £250 to spend At Factory Weights Glasgow So what we did Was sent Gordon Diel And Mark Wilson Down to the showroom They went head to head In some (laughs) fitness challenges (laughs) I can't read that In all seriousness And all you have to do Is guess who won The daily challenge For your chance To scoop the prize So this is a bit About what's going on In this competition This challenge 300 metre row Daz is going to see if he can row faster than me over 300 metres he's wore his tight top just for this challenge alone let's see if he can beat me they say the world record is 41.6 I'm going for a world record stand by honestly this listen to you two (laughs) absolute disgrace we've got two callers on the line line A we've got Mark from Greenock how's it going Mark? How you doing, mate? And other towns are available. Line B, it's Kevin from Greenock. How's it going, Kevin? <laughs> I'm great. Thanks. I don't know if you two know each other or whatever, but anyway, we'll, we'll find <laughs> out. The same age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's on the stair. Um, Mark, you were through first. You get to choose. Who do you think's going to win the rowing challenge, Mark Wilson or Gordon Diel? Yeah, I'm just going to take my namesake. I'll go for Mark Wilson. Catch yourself on. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, I don't know how you feel about this. That means you're stuck with the guy who's I, had... Yeah, I, I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to give anything away, Kevin. But he's had a hip replacement <laughs> and he's going for a knee operation tomorrow. Um, so all the, all the best, all right. Aye. Put it this way: I'm going to play this clip, and this will give you an idea of who won. Just done. He's just cheating. Well, I cheated to help him win. You can't do that. Oh, that's needless to say Gordon the big reveal oh, I lost Matt won it by a few seconds uh, 10 seconds yeah, I think but, you'll but, find but what I will say is right and I'm very sorry Kevin because I would have tucked him away if you not know, if, well, if you were fitter if younger anybody, stronger anybody goes to the gym like myself knows that when you roll do, put it up to full 10 not the 6 not the resistance the resistance but then you wouldn't have been able to move it yeah well they've been faster they've been like on the bike uh, I'm not what, sure that's how what it I tried to do was we were both at 6 I moved March to 10 <laughs> thinking I was cheating anybody else totally switching off now Hugh? did anyone care <laughs> the last time I rode it was White Inch Park with the Glenkins <laughs> anyway hard lines Kevin oh, Mark well done you've won your £250 to spend at Factory Weights Glasgow you put that to good use yeah, well done. Well Good done. man, brilliant. Well done, Mark and Greenock. Do you know what? The best thing to do is just go over to at Clyde SSB and watch the video. That's funnier than listening to him trying to explain, explain it. it. So head over there, watch the video, and we'll give that away uh, every night this week. Do you know what? It's perfect time of year for that, isn't it? Oh, you can't I'm doing me. the same. Going. Do you know what? I've moved house. I need a new gym membership. I need to get my finger out. I need to do something. I need to get active. See if someone gave me 250 <sighs> quid for home gym equipment. I, but, I, but I lost my confidence. You, you get, no, beat, no, this has stopped get, being about you. You get beat with a big beefcake in the <laughs> row, and, and you think to yourself, what is the point if the beefcake's sitting there rowing away 10 <laughs> seconds better than you? It's just not happening. You're just speaking like that because you know he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> he'll be listening. <laughs> oh, he'll be listening. That's an absolute uh. certainty. Uh, right, back to normal. Is this, a, is this show ever normal? I'm not sure. 01419511025. He's obviously is trying to keep fit. I think you've been getting to him because Craig Dunn sent me a tweet saying Mark Wilson might still be up Conic Hill, Balmaha, spotted him yesterday. Yeah, says Craig. <laughs> he likes a hill walk, Mark. Um, he's doing a bit of exercise. You could get into that after the, the knee, could you not? Once a wee bit of rehab. I always said I would do the mountains with them, whatever they're called. What are they called again? Monroe's. Monroe's, yeah, the mountains. The mountains. <laughs> I've got them do the Monroe's. Everest, <laughs> Kilimanjaro. <laughs> the mountains, spectacular. Uh, right, 01419511025. One oh two five. Right, Gordon, hit me with it for Park yesterday. Oh terrible defending first and foremost. I don't like taking anything away from uh, a player's hat trick because Kevin Nisbet was in fire. But 
worrying times for Motherwell. Really is, Gordon. Um, we just need to hope that big game coming up at weekend against Ross County at home. Need to try and get three points on the board. That bottom of the league's getting nearer and nearer and nearer. And if we defend like that, then we're in, we're in trouble just now. But we're in real, real trouble. So Stevie Hamill probably needs to look at the transfer market, get a couple of fresh faces in, um, and try and turn things around. We know it turns very quickly. A good win, a three points, especially at home, gives you that bit of confidence. But I've got to say, if he looks back in that today with his players, they must be embarrassed with the defending. What surprises me, nine home games this season so far, one win for Motherwell. Mm-hmm. And they've got Ross County coming along at the weekend. Now, if Ross County were to win at Fair Park, they'd be on level points with Motherwell. That, that only increases the tension around the club. So it's a huge match for Stevie Hamill. Uh, I mean... Gordon, when you are playing someone like Kevin Nisbet or anyone actually, for that <laughs> for that matter, you presumably can't you know leave him to stand himself in the middle of the eighteen yard box to then pull the ball down and and stick it in the back of the net and then arguably defend even worse than that on the next yeah. couple of goals. Even balls over the top, Gordon into the left back position, Penny get caught. Now I think he's a decent player. Um, but then you've got to recognise there's a danger, there's a centre forward who's hungry for goals and he's a finisher. You can't leave him all the space in the world. The first goal just summed... I I, I couldn't believe what I was watching the first goal. It was like there was nobody there. On you go, we'll stand here, watch you take a nice touch and it's a terrific finish. And um, he just... Uh, I was baffled the way Mother went about their business and I'm sure that the manager, and I know Stevie well, I know... Brian Kerr, they work very hard, they're great lads and I wish them all the best but we've got to stop conceding goals or, or it's the championship the way things are looking Yeah, where's the balance between obviously a manager just inevitably gets a, a bit of blame you know when you lose games that's that's got part of it, it. Yeah. but at the same time is that frustrating if you're seeing individual errors or things that presumably, I mean there would be no manager on this planet would Ask his team to sort of defend mm. the way they did yesterday, or or set them up in such a way. That's not to say, man, like I say, managers get stick anyway. They they always need to. That's part of the job. Um, where's the balance between players needing to be better? I think I think everyone. I think everyone. I'm not just like the great saying in football, and you defend from the front. Um, you've got to work for the middle part to stop those balls going into positions. It's got to put your back men under pressure. You've got to hope your goalkeeper pulls you out now and again because of. You know, uh, they'll get through the lines and you're hoping your goalkeeper can produce a few good saves to keep you in the game. But it was an absolute shambles. And I, and I think Steve, look, he's been at the club a long time. This guy is an absolute legend at the Motherwell Football Club and he will get every backing and he deserves it. He's a young manager learning his trade and there's going to be a lot of rough times. If he gets through, through this, I'll certainly give him great experience for the future. He knows that he'll come in for criticism. That legacy of uh, Stevie Hamill as a legend, as a player, played all those games for Motherwell, what a servant. That soon goes if the fans start to think, I don't see this progressing it, in the pitch. And it's not happening just now. And he knows that because he knows the club and he loves the club. And I wish him all the best. And I am confident, Gordon. Hopefully this weekend he can turn The around. game wasn't entirely without positives for Motherwell. You know, I mean, David Marshall had a one terrific mm-hmm. save 
uh, to prevent Hibs losing a goal. Hit the bar I thought, twice, yeah, was it? Yeah. And I thought McKinstry and uh, Ross Tierney took their goals very well. Very sharp finishing from the pair of them. So, you know, but at the back, you know, you score two goals at home, you're entitled to think you might get something out of the game, but not if you defend as badly as Motherwell did and lose three. Let's hear from the management then, Stevie Hamill, first up. It was a good platform for the boys to showcase what they've got individually and us as a team, I think. But what you've seen is maybe a snapshot of what we've already seen most games this season. You know, we were nowhere near our best for sure. Um, but within that, you know, the goals we conceded are, are not acceptable. And um, when we do create and we get into those those areas that we want to and we get, into, we get those chances we're not clinical enough so I think that's pretty much the message I gave before the game and it's a message I'm giving every time I speak on camera just now but that's again that's a little snapshot of what you've seen again today it's not for the lack of effort and the lack of information and what we're saying I think the, the goals we're conceding aren't from any kind of style of play or formation or information that I'm giving them that then's that then's making us fall short on the pitch. It's it's doing the basics well. It's it's defending crosses. It's been it's been in the right area and, and the basics and the fundamentals in the game. That's that's never going to change in terms of um, the attacking third and, and being in their opposition box. It's something we work on and our movements. And, and at the end of the day, it is when that chance comes to be composed and clinical again. That's where we fell short again. One win in twelve. Gordon, how mm. big a, a transfer window is it if you're looking at trying to, you know, boost personnel wise? Um, I mean, Shane Blaney has been signed as a, a centre back, back, hasn't yeah. a centre back slash left back hasn't gone in and played yet. Came from Sligo. Um, how big's the window going to be? Massive, absolutely massive, and I'm sure he'll get the backing from the board. They're a terrific um, club, Motherwell, very well run. Um, they'll work hard together for success. Just there won't be a load of money there, though. No, no, that, but you can go and wheel and deal. Um, I think they'll be, he'll be given a bit, bit of money. Uh, he'll be given a bit of opportunity to bring some fresh faces in. He needs that. Gordon, when I look through the squad, I'm not looking at a Motherwell squad that's just fully by players. There's some real decent players in there that can can turn the season around. Now, I'm not going to say they'll go to Ibrox and Celtic Park and compete there and win games, but if you look at the way the league plans out, Ross County were in a bad position last year and all of a sudden climbed right up and started winning games and it just was confidence. They got someone, Charles Cook, that started finding the back of the net. They were difficult to beat. So a run can be... um, you know, it can be there for them to go on, but they need to find the first win. One win could turn your confidence and all of a sudden kick things on because every single thing that Stevie's saying there is probably is negative and he'll be putting that over. Listen, I'm having to come in here on Monday again, we'll watch the video, look at our defending, look at the way we're not giving you that information. They have to turn it, but the players have to stand up, take responsibility. I still believe they can. I think there's enough there. If he gets one or two, and it may just take one or two in the right positions and get a wee victory, then it can kick you on. On the flip side, Hugh, that's exactly what Hibbs needed. You've got Kevin Nisbet scoring a hat-trick. Yes, Gordon's looking at it from the point of view that um, the defending was soft, but you've got to take your hat off to Kevin Nisbet. He's had a brutal time. Some really good finishes in there. You've got 36-year-old Aidan McGeady who looked... That he still had a, a good bit of pace and trickery yeah. and sharpness about him. So maybe are Hibs are things starting to look up for Hibs? Well, only Lee Johnson and the players can prove that. Uh, I thought they had been given a real going over all week long, myself included. 
Uh, and I thought it was a huge afternoon for them because there was mm, unlikely to be any road back for Lee Johnson had he lost at Fir Park. However, they were entitled to their lavish celebrations at the end um, and now they must carry it on. They must get a win at Easter Road in their next game. Uh, okay, we're going to speak to Graham, who's a Rangers fan in Bell Hill. He's coming up next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Gordon DL are on the home straight into the final part of tonight's show. Your knee operation's getting closer. Are you feeling okay? A wee bit excited. Good. Uh, but I'm, I'm a brave soldier. I'll go for it. <laughs> You've been called many things. Let's bring in Graham, who's a Rangers fan. What's your point tonight, Graham? Good evening, guys. Nice to speak to you again. Um, first, first of all, Dad, if you let me down, I would have backed you any day on that loan machine challenge. Yeah, Graham. You're a tank. You're a tank. He's a what? I'm a machine, not a tank. Uh, exactly. A oh, tank, right? <laughs> oh, you had me, had me worried. Yeah, I must yeah. admit. I know what you were uh-huh, meaning. Uh-huh, that's plenty. It's a family show. Anyway, Graham, don't get us in any more trouble. Exactly. Wilson's called the mushroom for a reason. You get beat by him. Come on. Anyway. <laughs> Um, now the reason I was calling tonight was the one player I wanted to talk about in the Rangers lineup that isn't really getting spoke about too much is Ben Davies. I was really, really impressed with him. I've been watching him over the last couple of weeks. I think that obviously the reintroduction of Connor Goldson's really solidified the back four, but not even just his defensive work, his distribution out from the back four has been magnificent. He's finding a midfield player or he's spreading it out wide really, really well. Um We've had a really patchwork defence for the last, you know, for a season pretty much. It's really nice to see a settled back four. Um, and I'm just wondering what the guys think about about his uh, kind of emergence uh, as a talent in the team. Ben Davies comes into the same category as Ryan Kent, uh, reinvigorated under Michael Beale. Um, you know, Celtic are nine points clear and are a very, very good team with an exceptional subs bench. But Michael Beale will make them work. For the title They can't afford To be complacent Not that that would be a possibility Under Ange Postacoglu But they have to be mindful Week in week out Of The different Rangers That now confront them And I think that Ben Davies Who had a A ropey start uh, When he came up From Liverpool But He Like others Has Been made better By Michael Bale And see in fairness Gordon that The ropey Start probably Injuries. he was injured. He didn't play that much, mm. and well, there's a couple of things possibly at play. We we do judge quickly anyway, mm. and then because of everything that was going on at Rangers generally with the form and the criticism for the manager, everything was then getting you know magnified. He's not he's not even really had time to have had a bad start, and now and now be coming on to some sort of game. But is he? Are we now starting to see it all settled? Yeah, in? yeah, I do. I think that uh, him and Golson are becoming a good partnership, Gordon. Uh, he did have a ropey start. I think it was because coming up, you know, so much uh, was expected of him. He was uh, set back with injuries. It doesn't help you. But I think now he's getting more game time. Um, you know, that's a, a stick on with Golston and him just now as the centre half uh, pair, uh, partnership. Sorry. I think he's starting to grow into the role now of being a centre back with Rangers. Uh, I definitely think the um, you know Golson back from injury helps. I think Golson's a terrific um, defender. I really do, and uh, I think Ben Davies looks like a player that enjoys that role playing alongside them and the partnership starting to develop. Is it that combination then, Graham? Is that are they both bringing the best out in each other at the moment? 
I think so. I mean, I think if you're talking about Ben Davis having a ropey start, he was playing next to, what, 19-year-old Leon King, and then he had James Sands, who's actually a midfielder, and not a very good one, um, in centre-half as well. Um, So, you know, he was holding it together when Goldson wasn't there. So to say he was ropey at the start, it's maybe to do with the patchwork defence he was dealing with. Um, so, but I think with the, with the Goldson partnership, it's going to be solid. And also, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but James Tavernier's getting up the pitch a lot more. Um, he's not hanging back. Everybody was saying that he was injured and he had the handbrake on. And I think he was under instructions to stay back to provide support for, you know, Sands and, and King and not maybe die forward as much. Now we're seeing Tavernier as an attacking force again because he trusts the fact that Goldson and, and Davis are, are holding the back. Yeah, uh, yeah, gives you a bit more confidence when you know that your two centre backs are, are they can be solid there. That's the way Celtic work as well. They let players go and play because their their partnership at the back is very good. Uh, and now I think added to that, you've got the likes of the anchor man of maybe a, a Lundstrom or a, a Ryan Jack. As I said, I thought he was terrific at Tanadice, especially mm. second half. I thought he was brilliant. They can sit and play that role and let people go. Tavernier, Tavernier, I, I, you know, I feel sorry for Tavernier at times. I think Tavernier's offered so much to Rangers. He's a captain, um, his goals, his assists, everything. The minute he goes through a little ropey, we'll call it the ropey time, the Rangers fans seem to go right on his back. He's not a leader, he's not a captain, mm. he shouldn't be in the team. I think go, I think Tavernier's well, a massive player for Rangers. Todd Cantwell, Tom Davies, those are names being mentioned. Graham, did they excite you? They really do. Um, I'm an Everton fan as well, so um, I've actually really, really liked watching Tom Davis over the years. Um, he, he struggled to get a, a place in the team, but I think he would absolutely dominate up here. I think he's brilliant. His athleticism, he's, he's got fire in his belly. I think he's, he's really brilliant. Uh, Cantwell I've seen as well. I've known about him before. Um, I, it kind of worries me. He kind of disappeared out of the picture a bit at Norwich, so I don't really know what that's been. I don't know if it's been an injury or, or whatever, but the two names, if, they, if they're true, I think they're brilliant. I think we're, we're all crying out for centre mids. So, you know, I think it's I think it's brilliant if we're being linked to the guys. Just, sorry sorry to, to make light of a serious situation, Graham, but you, you sound very optimistic for a man who's had to suffer Rangers and Everton start to this season. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the worst <laughs> thing being an Everton fan. Trust me, it really is. But, um, you know, it's a club I've always had in my heart. Um, you all the Rangers players that played for Everton as well in the, in the 90s really kind of turned the way on to them when I was growing up so uh, I've, I've followed Everton for, for many many years and I, I go down uh, to, to Goodison when I can as well to, to watch games well, I'm a season ticket holder at Ibrox but I do like going to watch Everton good commitment uh, unless they get rid of Frank Lampard be watching championship games next season <laughs> he's, he's get everybody relegated this guy honestly uh, but uh, you know I think we're in for a great um, remainder of the championship here we're going into hibernation because we've got the Viaplay Cup this weekend, we've got the Scottish Cup the weekend after. By the time we re-emerge and get into our title race, uh, Davies and Cantwell will both be at Ibrox. Iwata, Iwata and Kobayashi uh, and who knows who else will be at Celtic. And, uh, you know, the as I say, Celtic are nine points clear, effectively ten because of the goal difference. All that Michael Beale can do is make them sweat a bit, make them work for it, make sure that they remain as consistent as they have been for uh, a, almost a calendar year under Ange Postacoglu. So it will add to the fun. Thank you very much, Graham and Bell Sill. Nice call to end it on. Thanks again. 
Uh, I think it's only fitting, appropriate that we end tonight's show on the big managerial news across not only Scottish oh, football, yeah. but world football yeah. this weekend, you would have to say. Pass and move. Our very own Marvin Bartley stepping away from assistant manager at Livy to go into the dugout on his own, take the reins at Queen of the South, QOS as Mark Wilson calls them. Yeah, apparently, apparently he's in the hospital at the same time as me tomorrow to try and remove the tracksuit. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know how they're ever going to get that off the big guy, but we wish him all the very best. Great move. Look, he's he's done his apprenticeship. He's been there, a coach and assistant manager. He wants to go out on his own. I wish him all the I very don't best. Th- I don't think we're losing him. That's the great thing. I think he's still going to be keeping well, his company. But the big question would be, if he's looking for staff, look no surely, surely having a couple of shows with you, he would have all. <laughs> The, the footballing brain he The knows tactical know. He knows you know Your yeah. stuff Yeah So if the phone hasn't gone by tomorrow Well you can't You'll be in hospital yeah. If it's not gone by the next day I'd, I'd be asking serious questions the, the problem is It'd be great Because then I could just Call him Gaffer Because I can never can't remember his name And you I don't know Motivational speaker Sports psychologist What, what yeah, role yeah, yeah. could you well, fulfill I, for I, I said about A few texts last night Offering Tactical advice He didn't take uh, you back did he? He did <laughs> Yeah but I can't tell you the joke um, But we've also got a super scoreboard Derby in the making so there Because Jim Duffy's at Clyde true. And true. they are right beside QOS in the table So that would be interesting to have the two of them in the studio On the same night The night before they play each other Going to get in the middle of those two Not Ooh, a chance no. They'll be running Um Left on a high of course Livy Good win for them up at Dingwall It's a, a bad result obviously for Ross County Who stayed bottom Gordon um, Aberdeen needed their win What else jumped out at you the weekend quickly to uh, Obviously uh, obviously Hibs because I agree with you I think if Lee Johnson had lost it For Park he'd have lost his job I'd think they would have given up on him uh, But Jim had to have a win He's been very well back to Aberdeen I think Aberdeen will come good They're sitting up there in fourth They've got a Big, big weekend coming up. Rangers at Hamden as well. So things turn very quickly. Um, and obviously, Motherwell need a, need three points on Saturday against Ross County. Only three points off Hearts now, Hugh, with Hearts yeah. being held to a draw in Paisley. So. Yeah, I mean, it's lively. The crowds at the weekend were very, very good. Terrific crowd at Petaudry. Celtic Park full. St Mirren. Yeah, St yeah. Mirren, great crowd there. Uh, so all positive from the point of view that the game's thriving, but the bottom four have big concerns. Enjoyed that tonight. Thank you, Hugh Keevens and Gordon DL. We wish you well with your knee operation Thank tomorrow. You. I'm sure we'll see you fighting fit on Thursday. Um, it's going to be Mark Wilson and Scott Allen in here tomorrow. <laughs> much younger, much better looking. Are you nervous? Are <laughs> no, they getting replaced? I'll, there's no chance he can replace me. I'll hold this together I'm looking forward to it I like a bit of fresh blood in here Hugh Keevans Let's <laughs> the, see how the, we get the, on The battle of wounded knee Let's see how we get on Mark Wilson and Scott Allen tomorrow And Callum Gallagher is up next